This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Just a couple of minutes, second night of a back-to-back for your Sacramento Kings. They crossed the border, went through customs, and are ready to take on the 13-14 and 14, uh, Toronto Raptors, uh, a team that is... Uh, mentioned in a lot of dis- trade discussions right now for reasons I guess known only to NBA people because mm. uh, that's not a team that I'd be ready to blow up. No, but they may have one. They may have one. I don't want to say one too many guys for a certain spot. So when you think of, um, I'm thinking of OG, Pascal, um, Precious, and uh, Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. I think that my, my Scotty thought, Barnes is a bad dude. Man. He is. Oh he my is. gosh. My thought though is that they, like, if they're like, you would want to maybe move one of those guys for a center or a shooting guard. You know what I mean? Like, those are four guys that are all starter quality, who play the same position. And you would think, all right, just have them come off the bench. Might but, I interest you in a Rashawn Holmes? They need to be interested in him. That'd be a good look for Toronto. You think? I think so. I think that'd be a good look. I don't, I'm not even just saying that. I, I don't know. T- I don't. Okay. Because right now they're going uh, Kokolo. Uh, okay. Well, I'll, t- I'll take Rashawn over that. I just have concerns about it, if Rashawn could play the way Nick Nurse wants on you both mean, sides like of the defensively? ball. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Now who's going to get Rashawn the ball at the rim? Hmm. Because if you could do that, if you could do that, it could work. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that Rashawn is just a player, and maybe he is, and we just don't get to see it. I don't know that he's a player that you could just plug in and go, you know, this team needs a center. He's not, is it fair to say Rashawn isn't the prototypical center? Like if you uh, say center, you probably want a yeah, rim protector. probably so, but I think he, you can get away with Rashawn in this NBA. Okay. I want to check myself. I kept saying Precious. Precious isn't on this roster. But he was, wasn't he? Maybe he was on Miami. Is that where he's at? On Miami? They had another guy They had another guy on the wing that was playing really well uh, in the playoffs and down the stretch last year. I thought it was Precious uh, Okoro. Or not Okoro. I forgot how he said Precious is name. a fantastic name, though. I thought he was. I thought he was on the uh, Raptors, but I'm not seeing him on the uh, on the roster right now on the depth chart. Hmm. He, he's hurt. Are you talking? He's hurt. He's okay. He's hurt. I knew he was on there, but I thought he was playing this year. But yeah. But when he comes back, he played. He played really well down the stretch last year, and I, that's when I first thought about 
OG being. Are you talking about Chris? Is it Bucher? Bucher? Are you talking about him? Boucher. No, Boucher. I like Boucher too. But no, I'm talking. Precious is on there. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll butcher his last name. But um, there, yeah, he's hurt right now. But he played really well down the stretch last year. And that's the first time I thought about OG, maybe them moving on from him because they got so many guys at that spot. I have no idea why you'd want. I, I, I don't under and and this is why sometimes I just look at NBA trade chatter as nonsense. Not not disrespecting what those guys do or are reporting. Why would you want to break this team up? Well, I mean, I, I can understand trading one. Mm-hmm. There's conversations of trading like three of them. Yeah, no, that's crazy. I think no I think you that. move one of those guys those and guys. get a, a, a position that a player at a position that fits better with that team. And now you can you can do some things. I, I blowing up sounds crazy. Uh, let's bring, <laughs> let's bring in. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, we're bringing James Ham, a 1320 Kings insider, creator of the Kings beat. This stuff is always funny to me, man. Always funny. Uh, the Lakers, they're they're just the Lakers are so thirsty. To get something done, uh, that that every day like a new column pops up about how they've got a new trade target. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> what do they have? Like, what do they have to give up and trade for outside those two picks in seventeen, uh, two, two, uh, twenty-seven and twenty-nine? I think it is. Yeah, well, man, what are we doing? That's not even. A What's up, Hammer? Hey, hey, I guess first order of business, Hammer. I got my email about happy hour. Now, oh, I had typos. I, <laughs> unless you had a typo in the name, man, I, y- you might want to go sign up for the Kings Beat Premium Service immediately. Mm. Mark oh, Jones yeah. joining Happy Hour tomorrow night. Oh yeah, that's night. lit. I oh I did get the I did get the. I'm about to say I didn't even get I'm off the list, but now I got it. I see it right here. Mark Jones. Yeah, no, I'm super excited. You know, like look, I, I think the Happy Hour is it's, it's such a unique experience for people and it's a way for you to like hear their story and and get them behind the scenes and to understand more about the people that uh that are in front of the camera or that you read all the time or you know that you've been a fan of forever and so i'm super super excited to get mark jones and he's such a busy guy that fitting him in to a you know hour and a half two hour window on a thursday night isn't easy so Mm -hmm. it took a little while but yeah i'm super excited i can't wait uh, for people to get to know a little bit of the Mark Jones that people who are around the Kings know, because he's just one of the most genuine guys that you're ever going to run into and just uh, an absolute gem of an announcer. Yeah, man. Mark is uh, – we're we're fortunate to have him here in Sacramento, man. He is absolutely one of the best in the building in, – in the business, excuse me. And like you just said, real, genuine. You know, the, the, every conversation I have with him – is a is a real talk conversation man so that's gonna be pretty dope yeah i'm excited i'm excited uh you know you never know how those conversations go the last one with katie was just off the hook just absolutely amazing um you know people came away with a new appreciation of katie and but i feel like that's how it goes almost every time we have one of the happy hours so just Mm -hmm. like open a new window into people that you hadn't seen before and, and i think it's really cool yeah uh, you can be a part of Happy Hour by being a premium subscriber over at the Kingsbeat dot com. Uh, Noah Syndergaard to the Dodgers. 
throw that out there Ooh. before we Thor Thor begin these Thor to the Dodgers. Jinx. Dodgers finally did something. Kenny owes me a Coke. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there it is. He has, <laughs> he has one readily available, sadly. You got to stop by the studio, but yeah, there it is. <laughs> uh, James, concerned after last night's game? Uh, not really. Like, I, I tried to, like, prepare people for this road trip. This road trip is just, like, incredibly difficult. And if you don't have all of your pieces, like, on the same page and doing the same, you know, like pulling the right way, then you're going to have some games where it gets ugly. And I think, you know, the the job that DeMontis Sabonis has done to keep this team on the right track is just absolutely amazing. And to me, he's a he's an absolute all-star at this point. But, man, he needs these guys to stop taking, you know, turns. You know, everyone seems to take a turn on the Sacramento Kings having a bad week. And... They've got to stop it, you know, and, and he needs De'Aaron Fox to look like De'Aaron Fox because he he was back and he looked like he had a bounce in his step and he looked healthy. He still didn't look like the De'Aaron Fox we saw in the first month of the season. So mm-hmm. it's go time. You got you to gotta start playing hard right now and start figuring it out. You know, James, I want to touch on the De'Aaron Fox point in just a second, but I want to get your perspective of, of how you view this team. 26 games in, I think you said they played 25 or 26 games. 26 or 14, 26. 12. Yeah. Um, I look at them pretty, pretty simple when it really feels like if they're hitting the three ball, that's what allows them to be a team that can compete and win games. When they're not, because I think they've been built to be a three point shooting team, when they're not, they struggle mightily. They, they almost don't have a plan B. Do you feel that way about this team? No, I mean, I understand what you're saying. And, of course, the three-point shot helps a ton. Um, but I think it's when they're moving the ball and cutting and doing all their things. And, look, we knew this was going to happen. Even when I wrote long form on Jay Triano, uh, what was it, on Monday, um, he said, like, look, the league is going to make adjustments. And then it, it relies on the Kings – to, to make the next move. You know, this is chess. It's not checkers. You got to go out there and you got to know that teams are going to try to take things away from you. And I think teams right now, they're trying to make the th- uh, three-point shot difficult on the Kings a- a- on some nights. And other nights, they're daring the Kings to beat them from three. And and they're collapsing the lane, which is how they're they're doing sort of their, their draw and kick strategy. This team stopped moving the ball about, you know, four games ago. And mm-hmm. that's why they've been all over the board. I mean, just look at the assist numbers. I think it's really the the telltale sign of this team, whether they're going to be successful or not. And I, I get it. The three ball has to fall, um, and it's a huge component of, of their offense. But there's also nights where this team has shot like 24 three-pointers and one. Um, and, you know, they've got to figure out how to – when a team takes something away, they have to have a counter. And so far, the last stretch, they're showing us that they don't. You said last four games that coincides perfectly with the road trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, they seem to be in the numbers support. They are a drastically, like a drastically different team at the Golden One Center and elsewhere. Yeah, but they've coming into this trip, they were 500 on the road. And to me, that's that's incredible. You know, it's not like they don't have an opportunity here to still somehow split and, and save this road trip. 
they come out and play hard today and they come out and they play hard in Detroit, you never know. Uh, you know, the Raptors aren't playing that well. Um, but, you know, if you can if you can even get close, even two and four on this road trip, I think that's really good. Like I told you guys in the beginning and everyone like, what are you saying? Like if this team, like when they won that game, the first the first game on the road trip that they picked up, um, it cemented the fact that they would come back at at least 14 and 14 on the trip after the trip and that's huge like because this the the schedule totally flips after here after uh after this moment so you know what do they play 11 of the next 13 after these next two games they play 11 of 13 at home and it's you know an opportunity to rattle off a bunch of wins mm-hmm. um so yeah they they have to make adjustments they got to figure it out um but i'm not just going to say it's a road split uh, a home split thing. Um, clearly, they're riding the home crowd. That's for sure. Uh, but some of these players just don't play well on the road. Look at Kevin Herter's splits. Like he's just not a good shooter on the road for some reason, and I don't know why that is. Yeah, I think even even to expand on your point, Nam, I think it's like fifteen of the next nineteen or twenty is is at home. Like they've got. I know they've got four road games in that stretch of like all these home games over like till the end of January almost. So yeah, uh, that's going to be, that's going to be the season for me, what they do in those 15 home games. That's Mm going to be the season. We're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but um, De'Aaron Fox, I saw him last night. Like you, I thought he had a bounce to a step. I thought he looked, you know, like he was, he was moving really well. I just think he just didn't play well last night. Is that kind of what you saw, or did you see him maybe favoring some, you know, his foot a little bit out there? I didn't see him favoring the foot at all. I just thought he didn't play well. Mm-hmm. And, like, look, you're going to miss shots. He, he can be a little bit out of rhythm because he hasn't been out on the court. And when you have a – Who's – really... said – Oh. Not even close. That, oh. that, that was a kick out at one. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when when you have a stretch like that, right, where you miss, even if it's two games, like this is the NBA, like, and let's remember he had a foot injury, so you're not going to run him out there and keep practicing with a with a foot injury. The key to him, you know, not playing was to get some rest for his foot, um, and and I don't know if five days was enough or if he needed more or he needed less. All I can say is that like, look, it's it might take a, a day or two to get your rhythm back and to find everything. The biggest thing for him that I'll point to again was like it didn't matter to me that he wasn't scoring because, you know, that was an issue, but there was a bunch of guys having that issue. The biggest issue I had was he had one assist. Like, what are you doing? This he needs to be the motor that drives his team. And it seems like again, Sabonis brings his hard hat each and every night and he doesn't know which guy is gonna fall off the building and he's gotta try to save the team. You know, that's what it always feels like. Somebody is going to, is just going to come out and not have a good game. And Malik Monk finally had a good offensive game, but again, he couldn't hit his shots. And what, between Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes, uh, who else was it that I tracked? Oh, Kevin Herter and Malik Monk, they went four for 20 from three. And then Mm -hmm. you toss in Foxes like one for six. So your primary three point shooters on this team hit five of 26. You're, You're torched. You're absolutely done. And and it's not just that they're missing the three-point shot. It's that they're missing shots in general. You know, you can't win 
when you got 19 missed shots just right there, I mean, that's just not going to be conducive to winning. Well, to, to, to stall De'Aaron out just a little bit, and I agree with you and Damian, one assist isn't good enough. But there's twofold, and I mentioned it earlier to Damian. We can't, you know, go crazy about how Sabonis is the initiator of the offense and he gets everything going and he's the one that sets everybody up and then wonder why De'Aaron Fox's assist numbers are down. And then specifically when you talk about last night, I think the fact that you just mentioned the numbers that those guys had shooting is a direct correlation to the assist numbers. I think Will Z said he had about 6.4 potential assists last Mm -hmm. night and ended up with one. Um, Assists are twofold. You know, you can pass the ball to the open guy all you want. If they ain't hitting the shot, you're not going to get that number. So I'm straddling the fence, I guess you could say. I agree with you and everybody else who says one assist isn't good enough he's got to do more but it goes hand in hand with the fact that the other guys that you mentioned uh herder and murray and and all those other guys were four of 20 whatever you said from from beyond the arc yeah i get what you're saying i I just i need him to get easy buckets first teammates like getting a three-point shot is one thing which is he's really good at that but get shimezi metu a lob get somebody at you know cutting to the basket where they get an easy one it's not just about the three-point shot and uh you know that's how Sabonis ends up with you know five assists last night even though um they they really struggle as a team it's just you know like look this road trip again it's it's one of those grinding to a halt road trips against some really really tough defenses some some really you know solid teams across across the board and then the one game that you look at at the end of the road trip that could be, you know, sort of the game you could you could win easily is a getaway game. And that's not cool either. I mean, like if that Detroit game was tonight, I would have a lot more confidence in the Kings coming home with two wins than the fact that it's at the very end of the road trip and you're road weary, you're trying to get home, you haven't seen your family forever, and you're just exhausted. I'm not worried about De'Aaron Fox. Uh, at all uh, moving forward and hammer, but I am a little bit concerned about Davion Mitchell. Uh, tell me I'm crazy and I don't need to be. Like I've told you guys from the beginning that like he's the one guy who stands out that hasn't quite grasped the entire concept of the offense. And that's all. Like he's so used to being a different style of player and he's just not being able to figure it out. And so I, I get it. Uh, like defensively, you know, he's, I I think there's only one game that I can remember back and, and I, you know, absolutely called him out and blew him up for that, which was the Miami heat game where Kyle Lowry just like destroyed him. Um, but you know, like this is a guy who should be a seventh or eighth option in a seven, in in like an eight or nine man rotation, like him and Shemezi Metu are like the back end of your rotation scores. And uh, that that's not easy. It's not easy because you got to stay ready at all times, even though you're probably not going to get a lot of the the opportunities that some of these other guys are. And and the problem isn't just that like he doesn't really know how to cut off ball, and he's starting to get a little bit here and there. But the problem is that you have to understand with this defense is that when you I mean this offense is that when you cut. A lot of times it's about sacrificing yourself for the team. It's about drawing a defender, even if it's just a half step away, 
so your teammate can go do something else. So it's not just that he's not cutting for himself and getting buckets. It's that he's not cutting the right way for his teammates in order to create space. And it's something he's got to work through. And, you know, again, I, like I told you guys in the beginning, like I, I like Rashawn Holmes as, as a player. Um, you know, I've got to know Rashawn Holmes off the court. Um, and, you know, we like I've spent time in the locker room with these guys. Um, like the, that doesn't change that. Like when I'm watching a basketball game and I see what Rashawn Holmes is doing on the court, he just stands out as someone who's not doing what everyone else is doing. And and if you're not looking for that, I get it. You're like, why is he not getting his lobs? Okay, that's fine. But the fact that he doesn't show on the high pick and roll, that the fact that he doesn't seal a guy off and push him to the sidelines, these are their basic, basic principles of their offense and of their defense. And if he's not able to manage the like the timing of the game, that's on him. It's you're too far into it. Like if Chemezi Metu has been able to adapt his game and figure it out, but you can't. And that's where a lot of people like we hear it on Twitter. Like, why aren't you guys calling out Mike Brown for not playing Rashawn Holmes? It's like, well, I'm not calling him out because I, I agree with him. Like I saw the same thing he saw and that's not even him having to tell me it. I watched it myself. So like, there are a lot of things that this team has to work through but that doesn't mean that like Rashawn Holmes will never play again for this team and he's just a waste of space and or that he's he's done something horribly wrong. It just means that he needs to work on on the mental aspect of the game and get to his, his spots on the floor faster. And it's the same thing with Davion. It's just this never-ending cycle of these guys trying to learn what they're supposed to do while having very little practice time and you're having to learn it in the game and you're having to learn it in like three-minute spurts for Davion. I personally... Um... There is no time limit with this question I'm about to ask you. There is no time limit. Davion Mitchell is what we're rolling with for, for the season as far as a backup point guard. But I'll ask you, Ham, in your opinion, how long do you think that coaching staff gives Davion to figure it out? Well, because he gives it, uh, he gives you what you need on the defensive end, I, I think you roll all season long. Like, what's the other opportunity is to go to Matthew Delavadova? Well, I'm saying, like, like maybe – Pick up somebody like I'm something not saying, more drastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, no, I, I mean, I, think I get what you're saying. Of, yeah, I personally think I'm with. You, I think you roll with him all year, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm more patient than others. You're yeah, definitely I more mean, patient like, look, than others. <laughs> they're going to keep rolling with him, and I mean, we talked about it last time. They can't just sign Trey Burke. They don't have a roster spot, and that means that mm-hmm. if you're going to go away. If you're going to basically say, like, we're not willing to keep using Davion Mitchell in this type of situation, that would mean that you're also not comfortable with Del Vadova if you're going out and bringing someone else in. You would have to waive Del Vadova in order to make this work. Or you'd have to waive Chima Moneki, which, you know, they're using down in the G League level and they love him there. And, you know, he's putting up double-doubles every night. They're, they're you know, grooming him for a bigger role down later in the season, hopefully, or, or maybe next season. Um, but like someone else will have to bite the bullet there. And the other problem that you have is that if you sit the number nine pick in the draft and say he can no longer do what we're asking him to do, then you're losing all value in him. I mean, he was a number nine pick last year in the draft. So like you don't want to lose value in him. Uh, other teams can look at him and say, okay, we saw what he did the last 15 games of the season when he was given a bigger opportunity we can probably figure out ways to get around the, the issues that he's having right now, especially if we just gave him the ball 
and let him basically do the Malik Monk role. Like you would probably, he's not the, the flamboyant scorer that Monk is, but he's still a quality scorer in that situation. It's just his role with this team is different. Hmm. James, I had been really looking forward to seeing Namias Keita. <laughs> you saw him. Yeah, I went to get some water at the time <laughs> he was in, and, and I read a tweet that he was in the game, and I never saw him again. Uh, that, that, James, that didn't go according to plan. My, well, not my plan, at least. It, it didn't, but let's be honest. He was in the game in the first quarter because the same exact thing happened to Demonis Sabonis. Yeah. So, I, I mean, like, look, going up against Joel Embiid in, like, this two- or three-week stretch is, like, the last thing you want to do. Mm-hmm. That dude is absolutely rolling. I mean, if he wasn't just spin-moving. Spin oh, yeah. Oh, that's oh, official. You can hear. Who you, you, has three twenty? You could you could tell you could tell by the silence that hit <laughs> that it was going to be an official freeze. Three twenty and closest just, without going over. Just barely three twenty. I am back. The official. Back. The official. James Ham. Closest without freeze. three going twenty is Aldrin J. At three eighteen. Aldrin J. Congratulations, Aldrin you, J. You, you nice. won. You won nothing. Uh, there it but, is. But but congratulations. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Kada like, Kada in that in that moment was pretty tough. Yeah, it was tough. But I mean, look, Embiid is just destroying everyone. He he's destroying everyone right now, and I, he was coming off a fifty point game. So like, what are you supposed to do if you're a, a G League guy and you're coming in off the bench? I didn't think I saw. I mean, he was impatient. He was nervous. You could see he got up in the air and got it, drew a, a foul. Um, I thought the first play that he did where he stripped Embiid of the ball was really nice. He tried it again, and Embiid's too smart to let it happen twice and and got the foul on him there. Um, Like, look, he needs to, if he's going to be at the the NBA level, he's going to have to have 10, 15 games, get his feet wet, like find the speed of the game, because the speed of the game in the NBA and the G League are two totally different things. And you're going to have a guy who, at the G League level, is a center of the universe for that team. And then he gets to, you know, the Sacramento Kings roster and he's going to be like the ninth guy in the rotation if he is in the rotation, you know? So like his, his opportunities are going to be completely limited when he gets to the pro level early on. And it's, it's not just adjusting the speed and the quickness, but also adjusting to the fact that you're never going to touch the ball. And when you do, you're going to be expected to do a, a dribble handoff to one of your guards coming through and clean his man. Um, he did set some nice screens, though, like right away. Like you forget how good of a screener he is. He's a, the second best screener on that team without any question. He's a role player and a screen setter. <laughs> uh, and we've got tickets for you to see the uh, Sacramento Kings take on the Washington basketball team coming up December 23rd. Caller number three right now, 916-909-1320. This might be one of the biggest chatty house uh, gatherings in, in show history. We've yeah. been giving tickets away uh, for two weeks. Again, caller number three, 916-909-1320, December 23rd, the Golden One Center. James, one of the things that I've been saying uh, a little bit today is it kind of seems like things are worse than maybe they really are. You know, when you look at it, I, I think they haven't played great this whole road trip, but I don't think they played that bad against Milwaukee. 
Um, Cleveland was, eh, but they also didn't have their best player. The Knicks wasn't a good game, and yesterday wasn't a good game against, you know, maybe the MVP of the league. But it hasn't, like, I think a lot of people are scared, like, oh, no, this is a proof that it was all a fairy tale and they're not very good. That may be the case, but I don't think we need to jump to that conclusion right now. They're, it's the NBA, and they had a road trip, a six-game road trip. They're in the middle of it where they're not playing great basketball. That happens all the time. Yeah, I mean, this thing just bit them. And, and and again, it's not over yet. Like again, they get to win the next two games and go three and three on the trip, and everybody is celebrating that this team is coming back from the road trip after splitting. Hmm. Like that can happen. And the fact that you got blown out by Philadelphia, uh, you know, actually in a certain sense, it helped because you didn't play anyone major minutes. Uh, you your guys were already in the back packing up everything and ready to go. Um, you know, a back to back is tough, but you're also facing a, a Toronto Raptors team that's missing OG Ananobi and a couple other pieces. So, like, look, you got to go in there and you got to play hard, uh, and, and you got to figure out ways to improve each and every every day. And uh, the fact that they just laid two eggs, um, you know, it is what it is. You got to move past it. Uh, but that's what this team has showed us early in the season, that they're resilient and that they can move past these things and they, they don't get stuck in the rut. And I, I don't know what their their overall record is over like their last eight games, but I think it's still over 500. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's what you're you need to stop looking at like day in and day out what they're doing. Sure, they're one and three on the trip, but they're coming off a what three game uh, win streak on the at home. Right. Yeah. So. So what are they four and three over their last seven? That's that's actually pretty good. It's above five hundred. So like I don't think anyone should be panicking. They should just just calm down. Let let it play out. Let this team figure out who they are, and and when they have these bumps in the road, uh, stick with them. I mean, just because you don't get to light the beam and everyone doesn't get to celebrate, uh, you know, that's just it's okay. Every once while your team is going to lose. It's way more important to light the beam when we're home. You got 17,000 people leading the Golden One Center wanting to see a purple light in the sky. Yeah, or on Fridays. Better be Fridays. <laughs> swear they better beat the Washington basketball <laughs> team, man. I'm, I'm telling you, I said it as if we're giving away tickets. The Washington Wizards. Um, congratulations to Tyler Jennings, by the way, who won the tickets to see. Uh, nice. I think Tyler uh, had mentioned in the chat, he's like, man, I got to win these tickets because like, a family friend really wanted to go, so. Glad you got oh, in that case, I really need to win these tickets. <laughs> I, need to, I need to win these tickets the rest of the week, man. Um, right. Yeah, I think it's tough. I, I, I don't. I actually, I stayed off of Twitter last night, uh, not for any reason. Just I, I didn't. I, I did. I didn't do that. I didn't feel like this morning. A lot of people were overreacting to last night's loss. I think it's frustrating to have two clunkers back to back. But I don't know that too many people are like, oh, this is the end of the world. Oh, same old Kings. And we mentioned, you know, I had said something to you earlier, KC. Actually, I, I, I have an idea why some people might be reacting like that. Because okay. the, the, the season has so many, like, highs and lows. Mm-hmm. But there's something new that's happening uh, in Sacramento. I'll share that with you. Mm-hmm. We'll return. We've been looking back, James. And we're going to look forward. Not too far forward. Uh, just like an hour Kings are back on the floor tonight, so they can erase everything that happened in the last 24 hours uh, with a good performance tonight in Canada. Well, that, 
It's another reference. You don't get it. James gets it. James gets it. James knows about uh, Kanata. We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk more with James Ham here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. D-Lo and Casey continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. James is calling BS on your fun rating League pass fundraising from well, Wove. It ain't, it ain't mine. I don't know how you come up with it either, but World, Worldwide Wove has his League Pass menu, his fundraising of all the games that are played on a particular night. Tonight, the Kings get 74, which there's one, two, three, four games that are at 74. There's one at 79, one at 78. It's a lot of games tonight. Yeah. Um, but the he has a little comment that it's five words or less kind of uh, encapsulating what – you know, the story of the game is. And it's Kings at Raptors, 74 fun rating, five words or less, Beam needs batteries. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I thought he was going to say Beam beats dinosaurs or something like that. Beam needs batteries. It absolutely right. does. Let's All put right. some Duracell Energizer batteries in the Beam. It, Kenny, how are you feeling about this uh, this giant sign? Carlos Correa, I, mean, I, feel, I feel good. I feel great. He, you do realize he'll be under contract when your daughter is 13? Yeah. Just, just saying. Just yeah. saying. All She'll I really, be a teenager. Bro, that's crazy. <laughs> and, 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 and wow. All, all I really care about is the next seven years. Like the other six, I mean, it's whatever. Yeah, the six, you still got to pay him. Now, the thing Ryan's about it is. Ryan's going into junior high school and <laughs> Carlos Correa's final Zito. season with San Francisco <laughs> but, 49ers. But look, here's what I always say about, especially when it comes to Major League Baseball, especially when it comes to the San Francisco Giants. Who I mean, cares? You guys, you guys make money just uh, existing. Like you They're make billions of dollars yeah. damn near. Man, who cares if you got to pay somebody $27 million when they're 39 years old? Go uh, have another condo built down the street and make up for it. Ain't no salary cap. I don't feel sorry. I don't feel sorry for nobody who has a 10, 12 uh, year contract in baseball. Pay that man. 
I don't feel sorry for him either. And and go get somebody else. Don't say, well, we can't pay him because Carlos Correa. I ain't trying to hear that. Yeah, that's not how baseball works. Go get somebody else, even though this guy is in the 12th year of his contract. I don't care. Rough. Still funny. (laughs) It's still funny. I hadn't even (laughs) thought about that. Your daughter who was just born the day before last is going to be a teenager (laughs) when that contract's over. I don't um, want to tell you how old I'll be in the final year of his contract, so we can move on. <laughs> we can move on. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's all right, Ham. I mean, we're all going to be older in 13 <laughs> years. That's just the way life works. That just for men that you want to get for your beard, it ain't going to be working in 13 years. You're going to have to. Nope. You gonna, that, that little spray I use on my, <laughs> it, that, that's going to be a wrap. It ain't going to work for 13 years. <laughs> um. <laughs> We had talked about the reaction of, of uh, you know, frustrated fans over the course of the last two games after these, you know, two two kind of eggs that they've laid against the Knicks and, and, and last night against Philadelphia 76ers. And that's just kind of the way the season goes, right? There's a lot of ups and downs to an 82-game season. I think one thing that's new for Kings fans are the ups. Kings fans aren't used to having the ups, so it's 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 harder to it's harder to grasp the downs when you're not used to having the ups. You're just used to down and then downer, and then somehow the Kings find a way to get even lower than the downer, hmm. and then they crawl themselves back up a little bit before they get to the downest. <laughs> We're not used to having the ups, and I think that's where some you you talk about. Oh, same old Kings. Oh, that dreaded feeling. Oh, that, that that PTSD feeling, that's what it is. It's because Kings fans aren't used to having all of the ups that they've had through the first 26, 27 games of the season. Good point. That's a good point. No, I, I think you're right. I mean, again, I not right. to like belabor the same point, but the Kings are 3-3 three and three over the last six games. Like, they're at 500, and they're 4-3 they're and three over the last seven. I mean, this team is playing you, – You sometimes you got to let a team – show you who they are, and you got to give them more than 26 games. And, you know, I, with this team, too, I, I wouldn't even give them, like, the 40 mark. That's that's not okay. Uh, the 55 mark, which is right around 50, 52, 53, 54, 55, that's right around where the All-Star break usually is. I don't think that's enough. We need to see what this team looks like in the last 27 games of the season uh, where they're making that stretch run, which is typically where, like, this team – is it fades it fades down the stretch so i think it's great right now that you look and they've lost you know three out of four and they're still the seventh spot in the western conference uh standings right now yeah so like be happy with what you got right now and and hope that they they snap out of it and figure this out on the road and you know again the road trip still has two games that are in all intent purpose like these are winnable games like you can go in and beat toronto they're not playing well right now you can go in and beat detroit they're not a good team overall, and so like there, it's still there. You just have to you have to find your game and and finish the trip. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Toronto and what you think about um, this matchup today. I mean, do you look at Toronto as a team that um, you know kind of plays to the Kings' strengths a little bit? Um, one of the things we saw with Philadelphia is they like to slow it down. They were successful in that. But if Toronto is the type of team that likes to get up and down, or is may maybe a little more um, more apt to getting up and down that could play in the Kings hands as well what do you think about this matchup today yeah I think you know in past years Toronto's beat you with like the second that you get you you score 
they're already down on the other end, right? But that's not the team we're seeing right now. They're 25th in the league in pace. Mm. Um, this is a super long team, and they they have a bunch of players that I think would look great in a Kings uniform, you know, if, whether it's OG, Siakam, or Scotty Barnes, um, Chris Boucher. Like, th- this team does have a bunch of long, super athletic players that kind of those that missing in- ingredient that we keep talking about the Kings missing and uh, I don't know how you match up against them, but I know that if you go in there and you you really like play your game, that the Kings are are a team that's probably the better overall team at this point. Um, I still think you know Toronto is an extremely well coached team. Nick Nurse is is tremendous, um, but this is a team who's thirteen and fourteen. And you know if you wanna if you wanna be a playoff team you got to go in and beat teams that are 500 and, be- and below every single time. And I think the Knicks is one of the few times this season where the Kings lost to a team that was under 500 when you started. But I think what they went up to 500 with the win, right? So you're still looking at a team that's right around 500. Maybe Miami is the only other team, and I don't think anyone believes that that's who Miami is. So, yeah, like, look, you can finish this trip the right way. And leave all of this negative energy behind. Uh, you just got to go and play better. Uh, Marcus points out here uh, in the chatty house on YouTube.com slash ESPN1320 that uh, Toronto are league leaders in deflections. Toronto's also uh, league leaders in steals uh, as well. But, James, I think you made your point beautifully with the line that the Sacramento Kings can play their game. I think they're a better team than the Toronto Raptors. And I couldn't agree more, but I think that's been one of the struggles of this road trip. Granted, Milwaukee, a very good defense, very, very good team. New York, good defense. Philadelphia, good defense, very, very good team. Toronto is a good defense, and a, like right now they're just kind of slotted at an average team where we don't really know. I don't know whether they're up or down. You mentioned we don't really believe that, that, that Miami is a below 500 team. Toronto, I really am not sure what they are. Like I see their roster and think – that they have the potential to be very good. But the struggle that the Kings have had so far this trip is playing their game, playing like who they are. And Mike Brown has been adamant about that since the Bucks game. We're they're, they're not feeling us. We're not playing our form of basketball against these teams. And that's something that they're going to have to do tonight. Yeah. I, I, and, you know, I'll point out a couple of things if you really look at, like, what Toronto brings to the table. Number one, they're not a good three-point shooting team. They're 26 in the league. They're shooting 32% from three. Uh, but they're also their two-point percentage isn't great either. This is not a great offensive team. They get to the free-throw line a ton. Uh, they're a horrible defensive rebounding team, but they're really good on the offensive glass. So you, if the Kings, uh, the Kings have been in the top five in defensive rebound percentage all season long, that's one of their strengths. So if they can hold to that right now, then they should be okay. This is a team that does get a bunch of deflections, but also they lead the league in 10 steals per game. They don't turn over the ball very much. Uh, they're middle of the pack as far as assists, but they also they just don't turn the ball over. No, they're not middle of the pack. They're low. They're uh, 25th in assists, but uh, they're number one in turnovers per game. Mm-hmm. So this is a game It's a, they don't make a ton of mistakes, but they're also not a great rebounding team and not a great shooting team. Um, the thing that the Kings need to avoid is giving a team like this confidence from the perimeter. And it's something that the Kings have struggled with all year long, that teams that aren't good three-point shooting teams just start hitting all of their shots. 
And uh, if they can avoid that, then, like I said, they've got a really good shot. This this team just is not playing that well, and it's a team that you can you know walk in there and and show them out there, uh, show them up on their home floor if you play your game. And I, again, I'm not sure Kevin Herter's going to play or not. Uh, I haven't heard any updates as of uh, just a little before we got on the radio, but. Um, you know, he's questionable tonight with a, what was it? A sore ankle. I mm-hmm. think it is. Um, he hasn't looked like himself, uh, for a couple of weeks. He, he needs to find his game. Uh, he was better yesterday, but, uh, again, missing on three point shots. Um, and does that mean if, uh, you know, if you're not going to have Herder who starts in his place, will it be Monk? Will it be Terrence Davis? Um, you know, there's some, some pretty good decisions that have to come in this game too. Where, um, do you know where that happened with Kevin Hart? Has he been playing with something for a little while as far as like an ankle injury or was it just last night and now he's questionable tonight? Um, no, you know, I, I think it's just an accumulation of injury. It's mm-hmm. an accumulation, you know, how many, like, I think I've told you guys this, when the Kings go out on the court every single day and they travel with this too, they have these big, um, like rubber pads and in the middle, it has technology that, that allows them. So guys hop up on the pads, and they, they take like three or four big jumps before they go on the court, and then after they warm up and they come off. And what they do is they're tracking their explosiveness. Like these pads have all kinds of sensors on them that allows them to see not just like where their vert is for that day, but also like if they're starting, we're starting to see wear and tear. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say there's a good chance that Kevin Herter has, has started to show some wear and tear and some of that stuff, just because he's being asked to do something that he was never asked to do in Atlanta. And that's just run around the court, like a crazy person all game long. Um, he's probably putting way more mileage on his body this season than he has in past years. And that's just me speculating. Like I, I would have to actually see the raw data on it, but I'm going to guess that he's put in a lot more miles and he's probably just a little beat up. Uh, I wouldn't think that there's anything like too major going on there. From Kings beat writer Chris Biederman, uh, who's in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, tweeted 25 minutes ago, Kings coach Mike Brown says Kevin Herter remains a game-time decision with an ankle injury, but there's internal optimism he will play tonight against the Raptors per sources. Again, that was uh, Chris Biederman 25 minutes ago. Hmm. Game yeah, starts at four thirty, so I think a game time. I think an official James, you could correct me if I'm wrong. An official game time decision is thirty minutes before tip. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have. To, that's when they have to have the starting lineup in by thirty minutes before tip off. Oh, okay. So, so that doesn't. Lineup. That doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, not, well, he's. Well, I, I would assume. Yeah. I'd assume you'd start him, especially yeah. with an ankle. You'd want him out there warm. At least that's my opinion. But. Kawhi Leonard through yeah. all of my opinions regarding <laughs> how you handle uh, off the bench and starting uh, out the Kawhi door Leonard like his first game. Out of the, that's big facts. Yeah. yeah, that's absolutely yeah. that's absolutely accurate. Uh, yeah, we have no idea. I, I like the matchup for the Kings tonight. Um, I think I, of course, I did think this going into the Philadelphia game as well. I thought getting their ass kicked against New York with all right, spring it back around. It yeah. hasn't happened too many times. Okay. I thought they were going to win yesterday. Philadelphia is really good. Toronto, I think, is a good basketball team. I actually think Toronto's better than their record. They're missing a lot of guys. They're missing yeah. a lot of guys yeah. right now. I think Toronto is better than their record, but I, I 
you know, second night of a back-to-back, we've seen that they can win this. I would have more concerns had they not beat Chicago, I think it was, at the Golden One Center mm-hmm. uh, after beating mm-hmm. L.A. At, at, at Crypto. So the fact that they've already done it. Clipper Darrell Arena. Oh, man. Clipper Darrell. It will be soon. He's about to get all Steve Ballmer's money after that. Um <laughs> I, I feel yeah. I, I think this team is going to I think they're I, th- I think they'll be ready for this one tonight, whether they win or not. I, I, I don't know, but I expect a very different game than what we saw yesterday. And I even expect a different game than what we saw Sunday. Yeah, I would agree with you. And Precious is out. Uh, OG Ananobi is out. Yeah. Uh, Otto Porter is out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, they got they got quite a few guys that are out. I, uh, Juancho Herman, Herman Gomez is uh, is probable. Um, yeah, this is, you know, like, look. You got to play the games on the schedule, and mm-hmm. when you drop a game, you got to have a short memory. You got to get back on the horse the next night, and you got to find ways to get over, especially on the road. It, and it's not easy. And the bumps and bruises they accumulate. I mean, I don't know if we have like how many times has Demonis Sabonis been smacked in the face this season. Mm. Um, but you know, I, I think the one good thing is that he keeps getting smacked in the face and not like kicked in the knee. Mm-hmm. Or stepped on his foot, and mm-hmm. so we're seeing him just continue to play. Uh, and he's been a workhorse. And I think this is one of those games against, uh, you know, a guy who's light in the shorts, is what uh, uh, mm-hmm. the Kings' assistant coaches used to say. <laughs> Guys that are that don't have a big rear end. Oh. Um, like I expect, uh, I expect Sabonis to go in the post against Pascal Siakam and push him all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it's just a bigger, stronger player. Uh, now, Siakam can burn him with his speed and quickness as well, but um, this is one of those games where, like, there are some matchups in this game that really should play into the Kings' hands. Yeah, I, I really look at this Kings team, and, and one of the things that I thought really hurt them yesterday, even though they were able to manage it for a little bit until it got crazy, was the pace of the game. <laughs> you know, when they were getting that ball up the court, uh, they were able to hang, and, and you know, it hang was around. a regular game with Philadelphia. Yeah. But as soon as they start, you know, going to the foul line, you know, and, and, and James Harden got going and they were able to walk walk the ball up the floor, get the ball to Embiid, get Harden in the half court, that's when things got, got sticky for the 49ers. So, or excuome me, for the Kings. 49ers too. 49ers they didn't like the way too. they didn't they like the way they didn't like the way they didn't like it. They didn't like but, uh, it. Brock Purdy wasn't ready for Joel Embiid. <laughs> but uh no. I think Who if is? they if they can fact, right. they can keep that uh oh. I even said the word. They get that pace oh, well. up and get up the floor. We can't escape it. I think I think that's their – this particular Kings team, though, I think that's their game, man. They got to be in the open floor getting up the court a lot. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, they they need De'Aaron Fox to be De'Aaron Fox tonight. And, you know, Van Vliet is tough. He's a – you know, he's a guy that – he's a gamer. And he will get into Fox and, and really uh, force him to, you know, slow the game down. But you can't. You got to move the ball, and you know the ball travels faster than in the air than it does, you know, with someone dribbling it. So I expect the Kings to get out, try to push the tempo. Um, you know, again, you do your basics in this game, and you got a shot. If you don't do your basics, which is, you know, defensive rebounding, which get the end of the possession, stop Ooh. the possession. Which you know, I'm glad you, you brought know. that up. League leader yeah. in second chance points, mm. the Toronto Raptors. Well, they're also the lead, league leader in in offensive rebounds. 
Like you got to get that that that, that, ball. that math yeah. checks out. Yeah, <laughs> those yeah. seems yeah. like those two you, seems like they would go in. Finish off the defensive possession, man. Yeah. Finish it yeah, off. Yeah, finish it. So if you do that and and you do your basics, you get a high assist uh, total tonight. You know, between twenty six and thirty. Um, then I think this team will be okay. Uh, and, you know, they need to look like themselves. They need Fox to look like himself. And they need Monk to be the player he was, you know, before the last three or four games. Um, they need everybody to step up and, and start playing like they uh, like they have at, at certain moments during the season. But, again, we're still waiting for that moment where everyone is playing well at the same time, and it just hasn't come yet. Very fair question from Rob W. If you're light in the shorts – does that help the wiggle in your hips? Maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would. I mean, there are on occasion guys who are big guys who got wiggle in the hips, but <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you know, like that. That's just the way it goes. Uh, Demarcus Cousins. That's who comes to mind. I just. Who, I want to make sure I, I got this analogy correct because this is an analogy I always feel feel weird. Light, okay. light in the shorts. Tell me what this means again. Uh, it's the guys without the Junk the big the base, without without the big booties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the guys who don't push you around. The ass those oh, basketball oh, players is what we're talking about. Go ahead, go ahead, Jim yeah. Ross. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Jim uh, Ross. Well, this it's like, it's like dealing with a uh, soft. No, it's fine. <laughs> I, I, I was just I lighten the shorts. Like I, 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 I I'm just a broadcast <laughs> journalist asking questions. I wanted to make sure I got the analogy down. Because it seems like maybe the two-parter, it, I, I would have been ready. It, it seems like <laughs> it seems like the wiggle in the hips would 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 actually benefit from a big booty. Well, you may not have <laughs> the wiggle. You nah, may not be able I to mean, move. I got to turn you on to some Instagram videos. <laughs> <I got. laughs> oh no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, look, uh, Demonis Sabonis <laughs> is a big guy who can throw people around, but, um, they, they need him to, to use his strength in this game, um, uh, which is something that he's he a has strong done. dude, man. Yeah. He was, he he was, he was pretty head up with, with Joe yesterday yeah, when he got to play. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when the officials allowed him, like, I thought he did a really, like Joe couldn't move him. And, and I think like we talked about, there aren't many guys in the league Sabonis isn't stronger then. And then the same is true for Joel, and those were two big, strong dudes going up against each other. And my amateur eyes thought Sabonis was great. Those yeah. highly trained officials, well, they thought otherwise. So, Yeah. Hey, a big Bob Thornton used to use that, uh, use that line all the time. And it's because he I love had... Bob. He, he, was, he, he was just a fantastic person. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that whole group, that whole group was, was so amazing. good. Uh, yeah. But you know, he had Scalabissiere, he had Marvin Bagley, uh, you know, he had Willie Cauley Stein. So like, you start looking around, you're like, okay, do I have one? Bob big... was the best of the bunch. <laughs> he, he certainly is not a guy who's light in the shorts. <laughs> no, he's not. So before we get he's out of big, here, big dude, things are circulating right now that Kevin Herter's out tonight. Come on, Chris uh, Biederman. <laughs> Damn it, pal! Who's so that coming the from? Are saying. Who's on the streets? The G-man. Oh well, oh. well, it's it's three fifty-five. Well, to hell with that internal optimism, I guess. <laughs> 
yeah, that just went out the window. All right. <laughs> Was it Chris Bitterman or John Heyman? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. Come on. All right, we're leaving. Thank you for being with us. Let's go watch Kings basketball. Go subscribe to the Kings Beat so you can be a part of Happy Hour tomorrow. Uh, let's go, Kings. Steelo and Casey. James Ham, Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. Go Kings. Love you, Chris. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.